You don't need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer with big design, small budget. Here's your host, Betsy Helmuth. Week after week, I share my design tips with you. But I actually work with four other amazing designers at Affordable Interior Design, and I thought it would be a blast to put them in the spotlight to get answers to my burning design questions to hear their design philosophies. And I would love to share that with you guys. So today I have invited one of Affordable Interior Design's designers on our show. I've invited Kelsey Sirach to Big Design, Small Budget. Hi, Kelsey. Hi, Betsy. Thanks for the introduction. Of course. You have been with our firm for over five years now and taken well over 500 clients. (laughs) It sounds so much when you say it like that. Uh, Yes. So tell us about your experience. How has it been? What has been surprising since you started? Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Over five years. Wow. Um, No, it's absolutely amazing. Obviously, I love it if I'm still here five years later, which is great. Uh, in the time I've been able to work with so many different clients, you know, so many different styles and aesthetics, which is also amazing. Uh, a lot of those clients I've worked with even multiple times, which is fantastic being there for, for so many years now. People have moved, obviously, in that time period, um, which has also been really great and really fun to kind of see that transition of their lives as well, you know, having that relationship with them at this point. Um, but it's been amazing. I absolutely love working for Affordable Interior Design. I think the team is great. Uh, the philosophy of the company is amazing. So I'm excited to talk about it more with you. And how is it working with all these different personalities and working with several different clients a week and having to shift gears or shift styles? What can you tell people about how that feels day to day? I honestly prefer it. Um, You know, before Affordable Interior Design, I worked with just one company, one brand, the same client all the time, Uh, which not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but working with so many different people, especially coming from a creative background, I think that it just allows you to, to really explore different design styles, get to know different people, and it keeps it interesting. So you're in this amazing position where you really don't get bored because every project, every person, it's all different. You know, you never want to give two people the same interior because it's a personal space for them. And you really want to try to draw that out in the design that you create in person or over the phone with these different people just to understand them and to make sure that they're truly loving their space and that it really represents who they are. Um, so the creative side of me, of course, absolutely loves it because it's just different every day. And you honestly don't know what to expect until you meet these people and actually start to understand their lives and what it is they're looking for. There is truly never a dull moment as somebody That's who has sure. done your exact same job for many years as well. <laughs> it's really fun to work with all these different people and to just wear different hats. But at the same time, when people call me and want to book a designer, they're always asking what the designer's personal style is. So do mm-hmm. you have a hard time working in a style that's not your own? How do you switch to somebody else's style? I mean, I I think that's a great question. People ask me that all the time. And it always surprises me when I walk into a consultation and one of their first questions is, well, what do you like? You know, it kind of always throws me because I I honestly don't really know how to respond to that all the time these days. Uh, I think when I first started with interior design, I definitely went into it uh, more with a personal style. Uh, But what I think is really great about our company, which I notice a lot of other design companies don't necessarily focus on, is really 
the personal relationship that we build with each client versus necessarily the personal style that we bring in as designers. You know, all of us obviously come from different backgrounds, but we all have so many different skills and talents, um, which obviously got us to the same point that we're all at now. But all of us walk into these projects really focusing on getting to know the person that we're designing for. Um, so we all, as designers at Affordable Interior Design, have these great eyes and are really able to put together these amazing spaces, but it all stems from who it is we're working for. Um, so just because, you know, my style isn't necessarily overly traditional or overly contemporary, whatever someone else's might end up being, based on what you want and who you are, at the end of the day, my entire goal is to create a beautiful space that's going to be a place that you absolutely love going home to every day. Um, So it doesn't matter what my style is because my focus is really what the client is going to love. And if the client doesn't love it, then our job really wasn't a success. Uh, So switching my way of thinking to really focus on who that person is and feeling like I'm putting myself in their shoes, I think that's what really allows us to be able to switch from such drastic style changes all the time. Um, Well, and one thing that, yeah, I completely mm -hmm. agree. You know, really thinking about the client stepping into their life for a little bit helps you to understand more about what they're looking for. But it also really muddied my own personal style. When I started designing, I had a very clear aesthetic that was evident Mm -hmm. in all my apartments. I was very (laughs) mid-century, very loud colors. I would do like mod wallpaper and geographic, I'm sorry, geometric prints. And then when I got this house and all of a sudden could really dig in and create my dream design, I was at a loss. Like, who am I now, now that I can appreciate every design step? Like, really, I've designed a steampunk studio. I have designed a French country Park Avenue apartment. Now that I can appreciate different aspects of every single style, Mm -hmm. who am I? I think it's funny, too, because now that I've worked with you for five years, Betsy, uh, it's crazy to me because I've seen that transition in your own designs. I think what people don't also realize is even though we take on our own projects as individual designers is we're always bouncing ideas back and forth between everyone at the firm. So I've seen so many of your projects from when I started working with you until now that I've actually seen that change in those projects that you're bringing up, which is so funny to see over over time is that you really learn to adapt and, and pick up different aspects from all different styles. And, and you kind of train your mind to switch, you know, switch from one style to the next based on who it is that you're working with. Um, yeah, my clients have mellowed me out. That is for sure. <laughs> all of a sudden, when I moved into my own place, I was like, I don't want to do that. Like everything that I would have defaulted to. In fact, I decided to do a bedroom that was a replica of one of my clients because it doesn't feel like me in any way. It totally feels like that experience I wanted to have. Mm-hmm. And it's a very traditional bedroom. It's got like tufting and nail heads and, you know, curved <laughs> lines, which is just not me. But at the same time, I just have such an appreciation now that like I get designer envy, like, ooh, I found such a cool thing for somebody. I want it for myself. Right. It's a problem though, because it's we already are addicted to searching for furniture and decor and buying it for everybody else. Uh, But now it's like I want to change my own apartment so often that I need to like set my budget for the month and say I'm only allowed to buy this many throw pillows or I cannot buy another lamp. It's just not possible Uh, because every time you do source something for someone else, you decide you love it, even though it's not necessarily what you would have chosen. You end up loving it in their space. So all of a sudden it becomes this addiction to start wanting to add them to your space. 
there's an addiction. Like I, yeah. <laughs> I cannot buy more things. Like I have to stop. Um, so I just send links to people. I'm like, somebody has to buy this right now. I found this amazing thing. Just buy it. It's perfect for you. I can't let it sit on the shelves for one more minute. Totally. So I just like, it's great though. Links. It's great though for our clients because I do the same. I I actually send them extra things that we didn't even talk about during the consultation just because I'm like, you know what? This tray is going to be so perfect in this space. Like you have to get this. Totally. Uh, I know we didn't talk about it, but like, just, just go take a look at it. Trust me. You'll love it. <laughs> I call it link bombing. I just link bombed yeah. a client yesterday. I was like, you have to have this. This has to go on your coffee table. I know we haven't talked in a month. You just got yeah. bombed. See ya. <laughs> So anyway, um, so in terms of a typical day for you working at this firm, what is a typical day at Affordable Interior Design? Wow, I don't even know if there is a typical day because our schedules are are so flexible. Um, so they're always changing. I mean, first and foremost, every morning I have to have my coffee. Like my day will not start until I've had at least two cups of coffee. Do not even try to call me before 9 a.m. because not a social person at that that hour of the day. Um, but usually what happens is we have a mix of what I would consider computer work. And then we have an equal mix of in-person work, right? Our in-person consultations versus either doing phone conferences or the virtual transformation plan or sourcing objects online. So we kind of go back and forth between these two very different things. Um, so I usually try to separate both of them, kind of focus on one in the morning and then do one in the evening. And then I try to find my personal time in between them, which is very different from someone's normal like nine to five workday, right? Um, so for example, in the morning, maybe I'll do a phone consultation or do some online sourcing where then I'll take an in-person client later in the evening. And then by separating those two different things with myself, you know, whether it's going for a run in the middle of the afternoon or going out and meeting a friend for lunch or whatever it is, um, I feel like it allows me to be more creative and more open to different projects because you kind of step out of one project, give yourself some breathing room in between before you then jump into another. That way you're not carrying over one person's style into the next project. Uh, so however the day plays out, it's usually, you know, X amount of hours in the morning, I'll put in a few hours break in between for myself, and then I'll do another round of design later in the evening. Um, and that's pretty regular, even if the actual meetings or types of meetings change. That's kind of the the general layout that I find suitable for myself. Yeah, what about you? Is, I mean, do you? This is not a nine to five. Let's put yeah. it that way. Uh, <laughs> this job is very unlike other design firms where basic at most interior design firms, you go, you sit at a desk from nine to five. Maybe you have a client meeting during that time, mm -hmm. but then you go home and you do it again the next day and the clients really come to you versus you always going to them. Um so that's what I found working at a high-end firm is 90% mm -hmm. of my work was in front of a desk at a routine place at a routine time. And I Which, basically I mean, built this, this business off of how I wanted to live. Like yeah. I, I was just talking with one of our designers, Rachel, yesterday, and mm -hmm. she um, – we were talking about building an interior design business or being an interior designer. And I really built my business backwards. Like Mm -hmm. I knew what I didn't want to do. I did not want to sit at a desk. I did not want to not go to people's houses. I wanted to peek in everybody's house, right? Like I yeah, wanted – I love looking at apartments. I love real estate. So I was like, how can I meet the most people, help the most people? How can I get from behind a desk and outside and 
into New York City. So mm-hmm. I built this job backwards. Like, when do I want to work? When mm-hmm. do I want to have my own time? Uh, and so that's kind of why I make my designer's schedule so flexible. Like, I want this to be that job that really works for you. And what does that mean for you? You know, mm-hmm. and then what does that mean for how many clients can accommodate that schedule and things like that? So I was basically taking double clients Saturdays and Sundays mm-hmm. when I was designing heavily. So I took – um, four clients over a weekend, and then I'd have the whole week to design and kind mm-hmm. of do my own thing. And um, that was my rhythm. And it got pretty intense, you know, because then you can't have a picnic on a Sunday afternoon in Central Park. <laughs> but it really worked for me and that I felt like totally left to my own devices. But you have to be a certain kind of person. You have to be a person who can create your own structure. Yeah. Plus, then you can have a picnic on a Wednesday afternoon and you'll basically have the whole park to yourself. I know, so, but then let's none of your honest. friends can come. <laughs> like my friends would always be like, Betsy, I'm having a birthday party in the afternoon, like at this bowling place. And I'd be like, Ugh. but you know, <laughs> if they gave me two weeks notice, I could totally make mm-hmm. it happen. So that's the other thing too is, you know, we kind of do these project-based things and I could choose my own adventure. But at the same time, then sometimes you sign yourself up for – a tough road, like the doubles on a weekend or something like that. But ultimately, mm-hmm. I always felt in control of my schedule. And yeah. so that made it worth it for me. Yeah. And that's really important too with the creative field because you can't always, as much as you want to control your schedule, you can't always control when you're feeling creative, if that makes any sense. You know that there's some days where you yeah. wake up with the best intentions to get so much work done. And then all of a sudden you end up spending hours looking for something that really shouldn't take hours to look for or to put together. And so sometimes you need to be able to step away and not have a set schedule to then be able to jump back in once it like clicks and you know exactly what needs to happen. And I feel like that helps all of us um, at Affordable Interior Design to really maximize our time and to get as much work done for our clients without you know, wasting valuable time or or putting in efforts that really aren't getting anyone anywhere. Right. Or just sitting in that office from nine to five when maybe from mm-hmm. nine to two, you're not productive. In fact, I did all my designing, like my actual client sourcing. This is a little bit secretive. I'm like whispering it because <laughs> I did my best sourcing from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. That's, That's when, when I, work I most blocked now. <laughs> out my source time. And uh, like the way I source, the way I – and by source, we're talking about finding these items for our clients online. Mm-hmm. The way I source is I would put Dateline NBC on in the background on a loop. Like seriously, I don't know what it is about solving <laughs> mysteries, but do you know what occurred to me actually? So I'd put Dateline NBC on in the back on a loop. I'd have one to two glasses of wine and I would work for four hours solid. Right. And, but you get so much done. I oh do the gosh, same, but I have to say me, SVU. Nobody, <laughs> SVU okay, is my go-to. <laughs> you know I never watched that show. But um, so nobody calls me. And the reason I was trying to dissect why I love watching Dateline while I source for my clients, because I'm not really into murder mysteries otherwise. And it, mm-hmm. it I figured it out the other day. Um, and by the other day, I mean two years ago. Yeah. And what's that? <laughs> is that they're solving a puzzle with all these clues. And that's what I'm doing when I'm designing is that I'm solving a puzzle. Like, okay, if I pick that rug, <laughs> that means that I have to pick these drapes. And that means that I have to look for a pillow that looks like this. It's basically like solving a design mystery. But also the other reason that it works is because they repeat themselves so much. So, yeah, exactly. you know, they're constantly like sharing the same, like, you know, she was found in the garage and then like 30 minutes later, she was found in the garage. So <laughs> I didn't really have to pay attention to understand what was going on. Like the husband yes. did it. I could know that 
at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> and so I could just be on in the background. But on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break and then we're going to come back. And I can't wait for you to tell us about this new division of affordable interior design that you're spearheading. Oh so excited. Yeah. So, uh, so you're getting a behind the scenes peek at affordable interior design here today. We'll take a commercial break and we'll be right back with Kelsey. Do you love learning about design? Do you wish you could take a deeper dive into the topics we discuss every week on my podcast? You can. I offer online design classes. Just head to the website bigdesignsmallbudget.com and you can check out my online classes there. I offer three different courses, one in feng shui, one in styling, and one that focuses on furniture selection, size, etc. Choose from those classes or take all three and get a copy of my book for free. Each class is $40 or get that combo pack with the book, three classes, and the book mailed to your home for $90. Mention promo code podcast to get 15% off your entire order. Check out my classes, learn more, empower yourself so that you can go shopping with confidence and design a space that looks uniquely you while having optimum flow. Check it out at bigdesignsmallbudget.com. All right, we are back from commercial break with Kelsey Surak, who has been one of the designers that's been here the longest at Affordable Interior Design, my very first hire. And she has really grown with the company. And speaking of growing with the company, we are starting a whole new division, a big launch that I'm really excited for you to share with my podcast audience, but also to give some tips about, you know, design along the way. So tell us about this new plan. Let's dive in. Yes, I am so, so excited. Uh, It is our virtual transformation plan. Um, which I'm sure people have kind of seen different advertisements for other companies and things that are doing similar, similar ideas. But ours, we've really come up with such a great way of handling this virtual transformation package uh, that really stems from and is based from all of the other packages that we've been offering at Affordable Interior Design for, for what, over 10 years now. Um, So this virtual transformation package, although it's a new side of what we're doing at Affordable Interior Design, is it's really based off of all of the things that we've, we've learned and done growing with this company over so many years. So I think at this point, we've really come up with this like perfect way of handling uh, this virtual design aspect of the company. So I'm so excited that we're starting this. I think it's going to be such a great success. In fact, with the clients we've already taken on and worked with, it has been such a success. What do you think, Betsy? Yes. And I have been doing these plans on the down low ever since we started 10 years ago, but I Mm -hmm. haven't really been pumping them or advertising them because... Um, I just didn't have the manpower. Like I was so busy designing in person that designing online with people virtually throughout the whole nation just felt really daunting. So I wouldn't really talk about it. I wouldn't market it. But people from California would call me and say, hey, can we design my living room? And I can't say no. So how it works is it's a two-hour experience. And the first hour, you create the layout for one room with Kelsey. And then the second hour of the plan, you source, which means shopping online together, for six to eight items for that room you've designed. So by the time you finish that online experience, you have a completely designed room in terms of the floor plan and you get a computer-drawn floor plan to keep. And then you have a shopping list of six to eight items that you could click and buy right then, right there to start your transformation. 
And it's three ninety five, mm-hmm. which I feel is very competitive looking at other people's packages. But the real exciting thing to me is that you have to be a pro to do this package, which is why I always took them in the past. I always said, you know what, I'll do it because I have every item from every catalog memorized in my head. And that's how you can source six to eight perfect furnishings for a customer in an hour. But luckily, mm-hmm. Kelsey also does. After working with me for five years – Um, Over 500 clients. (laughs) She also has every catalog memorized. So when you say, I need a couch that's 80 inches long, that happens to be gray, that happens to be lower than normal. Well, I have five in my pocket and so does Mm -hmm. Kelsey. You know, I have to tell you, Betsy, the funniest thing is at this point in time, as I'm watching like movies and things, I can pinpoint where all of the furniture on those sets is coming from because that's how well I know all of these different brands and stores. It's actually it drives so distracting. My crazy. <laughs> it drives they don't me watch crazy. movies with me anymore. <laughs> I was just watching a show on Netflix today while I was eating my lunch and I was just sitting there pointing out things from West Elm and I was driving yep, myself exactly. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you're a total expert and a total pro. And the thing is, we guarantee you'll leave the call with six to eight items. So I think that really sets us apart. I don't know. Give me your ideas, Kelsey. What do you think about what makes this plan different? So there's there's a few things um, I definitely think are really important to point out, which you wouldn't actually know just by reading through the package online. Uh, the first thing, which I think is just huge for our company in general, is we take such a high priority in making sure that our clients are always 100% satisfied. That's always been something we've done. Now, with that being said, although we do call this the, the two-hour virtual transformation package, I think what people don't realize is I actually spend another hour or two sometimes prepping for these transformation packages. Um, we've basically come up with a formula where we have each client send us over images of their space. They send us a quick sketch of a floor plan with some measurements that we ask for, and we have them fill out a questionnaire. So we end up getting a a handful of informational pieces ahead of this two hour call. Um, Then what I do is I go through, I obviously look through all of these different options, look through each of the photos, uh, look through the floor plan. So by the time the call starts, I know a couple of ideas of exactly what I think is going to work in the space. Um, Now, obviously, you know, things are up to change once you start getting to know somebody and talking to them about what they want and need. Um, But we actually do put a lot of prep work in, which makes the two-hour virtual transformation package really maximize the amount that we can get done within such a short period of time. Um, I think that's a really important point because you want to come to the table with those answers. And you want to come to the table with that backup plan in case when you're sourcing answers or talking about things with the client on the spot, you get stuck. You have already created sort of a plan that you could present in worst Mm -hmm. case scenario if they say, oh, wait, there's no outlets on that wall. And you're like, what? You know, in the picture, I thought I saw (laughs) that there was an outlet. So the good thing is that prep work is really that safety net that ensures that they'll have a great experience every time. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. And again, it's really making sure that you can put so much prep work in, but it's not until you actually start to talk with the client or start to figure out who it is you're working with and what it is that they're really going for. Even just being able to hear their voice and hear their tone. You know, there's so many times where I'll have this perfect plan in my head that I've prepped out ahead of time. I go through, I give them all of these ideas and thoughts, and then you can hear that hesitation. And so all of a sudden, this perfect plan might not be so perfect because you start to understand who you're working with and what it is, is what's actually going to work for them, what's not going to work for them. And I find that a lot of people are a little bit hesitant um, 
also because they don't want to, you know, necessarily overstep. They're, they're hiring a designer because they feel like they need somebody who knows better than they do. That's the whole point of hiring someone to do something, right? Um, and so they don't want to say that we're wrong because, you know, obviously we know better, but that's not always the case. Sometimes things don't work the way that we want them to. So when you actually have the ability to read in someone's voice and just start to talk to them and break it down in person, these plans that we've prepped for sometimes don't work the way that we would hope it would for an individual. Um, so, so actually prepping ahead of time and having a couple of options aside and then being able to talk with somebody over the phone, you can run through two or three different floor plan orientations and two or three different options, break it down from there of what's really going to work and then still have at least an hour to actually come up with the fun designs and to choose the fun pieces, which is why I think that that prep work and actually, you know, having that, that um, the way that we handle things, having that overall plan kind of broken down into these different steps and doing all of this, it leads us to the ability to then have this two-hour virtual transformation where we can still accomplish so much in such a little amount of time. Right. And the exciting thing is, you know, once people get that room complete, then they hire me to do a second room and a third room. I'm actually doing um, somebody's third room in from Florida. (laughs) So we're working virtually. She's in Florida and you get so excited. You just build upon it. Like, let's do another one. Let's do another one. That (laughs) one turned out great. So it's really lovely to build this relationship. But the thing that I think also really sets us apart from potentially other online plans is that, and something that I even wanted to incorporate in our in-person plan, but I don't, I don't think this is going to happen. Because it's really hard and takes a talent, but sourcing on the spot. Like mm-hmm. once you've created that floor plan, which certainly is something that is fairly straightforward, but mm-hmm. finding those nuanced rugs that your client is going to love, finding mm-hmm. that drape that's going to coordinate perfectly, finding that armchair that's going to do double duty for them in terms of also being a pull-out twin bed, you know, Mm -hmm. really locking in with them right then so that they can hang up the phone and instantly have the result, instantly Mm -hmm. click and buy, instantly go to the store and jump on that piece of furniture. Exactly. I think that that is a real differentiator, and it's a real reason why people – when I would do this secretive plan, would keep calling me again and again because it was just mm-hmm. that quick win. They'd be like, Betsy, when I hung up the phone, I got eight items within two weeks. Let's let's go back mm-hmm. there. Let's go back to that well. Let's do another room. So mm-hmm. it's a really exciting way because it's really a transformation in two hours. And for mm-hmm. $3.95 to get that sort of professional expertise and guidance to get that person who cuts through the crap and can find that one piece you've been thinking about – Mm-hmm. is um is kind of a game changer and it's hard to do. So I would yeah. only trust somebody who's been designing for eons like Kelsey or myself because it's hard to deliver on the spot, especially when your client's right there saying, nope, I don't like that one, next. You mm-hmm. know, you really yeah, absolutely. have to listen to their feedback and have to pivot. Just like Kelsey said, when you sense that hesitation in their voice, like, tell me you don't like this TV stand, no problem. Mm-hmm. Tell me, give me a directive. Tell me how I can pivot and change. Oh, you didn't want it to be white. No problem. I've got an mm-hmm. idea. So being able to pivot that quickly is something that not many designers can do. And so when you told Mm -hmm. me that you were open to this plan, that you had this idea of bringing this plan to a larger scale, I was so excited because really I think that there's very few people who can actually do it. Yeah, it's it's really really challenging. Even some of the most talented designers that I know have a hard time doing things like that. 
Um, so it really, you know, it's, it's definitely something that you have to master in order for it to be effective. Um, and I think, again, there's, there's a couple of things with that plan is not only being able to find these things on the spot and really understanding the market and what's out there and what's available. Um, but the other really challenging thing to a plan like this is how in such a short amount of time with no in-person relationship, do you actually get to know the client you're designing for? Right. Which I think that's one of the biggest questions that, that we get or the biggest hesitation that we get when people are looking to do something like this. I mean, what do you think? Is that a problem? Uh, yeah, people ask me that every day. Um, but the exciting thing is we've got this questionnaire that really does a deep dive that's part of that prep work we were talking about where we ask our clients' preferences. We ask them to send inspiration pictures. We ask them where they'd love to shop. you know, And those kind of questions really unlock the design for us. And then sourcing mm-hmm. with them in tandem, which is that experience I kind of almost want to bring to our in-person clients because there's nothing like riffing off of each other. It's almost like jazz. I mean, yeah, that yeah. I feel like it's design jazz because they're mm-hmm. basically like, Betsy, I want to see a different thing. And I'm like, tell me more. And they're like, I want it to be <laughs> teal. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have the perfect thing. And yes. then I'll say, why don't you go to Wayfair and look for that item? Type in this thing on the search bar. And then they're like, oh, Betsy, I I found the perfect thing. So it really is like a dance. Mm-hmm. And at the end, I'm both exhausted and exhilarated. Like I have this list of six things yes. that we really collaboratively <laughs> found. You know, I guided the client, but then they found something awesome and I found something awesome. And now they have three options for a TV stand that mm-hmm. they're really excited about. So there's just this synergy that kind of letting them in on our design process in that second hour Mm-hmm. is really exciting for me. But it a lot of people might feel pressured uh, in terms of design. Like I've pitched it to some of our other designers before I knew you were interested, uh, like mm-hmm. Rachel, who moved to California. I was like, Rachel, this is perfect. And she's like, no, that is not the way I work. <laughs> I need an hour to find a TV stand. I need to be alone in a dark room with Dateline or I don't know. <laughs> but it's fun. And I really like feed off of my client's energy. So I think yes. that's what sets us apart, not only from our in-person plans, but also from other design plans that are online. Because mm-hmm. right now, that's sort of a burgeoning offering that a lot of people have going on. But I think mm-hmm. very few people do it well, at least from what I've seen in the feedback I've gotten on the phone. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to be able to offer it and to be able to offer it sort of the affordable interior design way. Um, so I would love for you to leave our listeners with a final tip, a final nugget of advice. You've worked with 500 clients. You've done it all, seen it all. <laughs> what would you leave um, in terms of words of wisdom for our design enthusiasts? Ooh, words of wisdom, design tip. Let's see. I think that my biggest thing that I'm always trying to push people to do more is to not be afraid of making a mistake. I think that sometimes the biggest mistake that can be made is by being too afraid to take that risk. Um, And especially when you're working with the help of one of our designers or, or something like that, you really, the combination of knowing what you want to do and having that additional hand help you figure out how to make it happen, it's okay to be bold sometimes. Not everything has to be beige. Not everything has to be gray. And in fact, you can still get that really clean look and then not be afraid to put that really bold piece of art on the wall or to be able to do a really fun colored accent chair in the corner. And people end up getting so much more energy out of the space and end up 
enjoying it so much more when they realized that they didn't hold back and they actually went for something that they thought that they wanted, but they weren't sure if it was okay or not. Um, so my biggest thing is I'm always trying to, to push the people I'm working with, my clients, my friends to really take that risk because at the end of the day, going that extra step and really doing something that you ended up loving, even though you were afraid to do it at first, it makes all the difference. So, so that's my biggest thing is really trying to push people just a little bit outside their comfort zone, uh, to a point where they end up being so much more in love with where they're living because of it. Well, and that's how they get the wow factor. That's how yes, their friends yes. come over and say, you did this by yourself. Like, exactly. who helped you? What's going on? You took such a risk and it really paid off. Or this place looks so much like you. It just mm-hmm. exudes your personality because you were brave enough to show that aspect or to go there. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. It's a kind of a guided risk. And you should feel comfortable leaping off that diving board when the coach is in the water waiting for you, you know? Mm-hmm. So I couldn't agree more. Well, Kelsey, it has been such a pleasure. Uh, thank you so much for not only working with us for five amazing years, but also sharing your expertise on this podcast. Yes. Thanks for having me, Betsy. It was awesome talking with you as always. And I'm so excited we were able to talk a little bit more about our virtual transformation plan. I think it's going to be such a success and I'm so unbelievably excited to start working on it more. So guys, if you live in Vermont, if you live in Oregon, call us. You can work with Kelsey with our virtual transformation plan. It's $3.95. It's two amazing hours. We guarantee you will leave with a floor plan you love and six to eight items that you are ready to buy. Really, you can't go wrong. So we're so excited to (laughs) offer this, Kelsey. I can't wait to start answering these phone calls and start getting people booked for you. Additionally, if you have questions for Kelsey, we could have her come back. We could do a Kelsey Q&A. You guys know all my answers, but let's get some, let's put her in the hot seat. So if you have (laughs) questions, send them to me, Betsy at AffordableInteriorDesign.com. We can book her back. We can pick her brain. And thanks so much for joining us. Thanks always to my podcast producer, Catherine Heller, Aton and the Embassy, our house band, and finally, our sponsor, Affordable Interior Design, the premier place to get a beautiful look on a budget. Till next time, guys. Bye.